Hey guys, my name is Zoe Lang, and I'm a freshman at the University of Michigan. Because we're all stuck in quarantine, I think it's the perfect time for my friends, as well as me, to share some of our best and worst stories. So it's all here, in my quarantine notebook. Hi guys, for episode 9, I have Jim Van Isinga, my high school orchestra teacher. Today we're going to be talking about not sweating the small stuff, specifically revolving around music. Mr. V, you can go ahead whenever you're ready. So, teaching music during a pandemic, when the schools are closed and we've had to move our curriculum online and try our best to have our students engage, um, has been mentally and emotionally exhausting, to be honest. But what it has forced me to do is make decisions on what is really important. Some things I already knew, but were now amplified, like that music making is a social interaction. It's important that we do it together, in person. You know, it's not something that we can just kind of do on our own and and get all the fulfillment from that, but it's actually an interaction socially that we see all over the world. And Zoom is not quite cutting it in this regard. But some things haven't had such easy answers. This is a completely new situation for everyone, and everyone is doing the best that they can. So with that in mind, I started asking questions about um, how tough can or should we be in our grading, what parts of our curriculum or assignments are essential. And for me, once those questions are answered, the question becomes, if I can give grace in my grading during a pandemic, why shouldn't I every other day during the normal school year? If it's not super important to do a certain assignment or if that assignment can be modified to allow more students to do it easier, why shouldn't we be doing that all the time? So the questions about what we should hold on to and what we should let go have really had me think about all the other things in my life that I hold on to that I really shouldn't. Like, you know, those cringy moments from your childhood that keep you up at night. I experienced that almost every day. Like the time in third grade where I forgot my shoes at home during winter. So all I could wear was my boots and I didn't want to wear my boots all day. So uh, being a third grader, I threw a fit at school and because my, uh, because my teacher made me wear my boots. She made me sit in the hallway until I calmed down. But like, what was I thinking? Even now, telling the story, I can feel some guilt and embarrassment creeping in. There's also a bunch of times where maybe I tried to fit in um, and ended up embarrassing myself somehow, or some kids I thought were better friends uh, made fun of me as a result. Or there are a ton of stories where I really lost my cool and have made some terrible mistakes. I think about all those times and think about how much better I could have handled myself. I also think about whether the other people in the story remember those times or even think about it at all like I do. Why do I remember all this stuff, but then I forget to like send an email? I remember things about um, the other students, too, in my life. Like in second grade, when a kid in my class fell asleep, when we were made to put our heads down as a punishment. But I also remember the good parts of those stories, like how my teacher let him sleep because clearly he needed it. In this crazy time, we are often reminded to go easy on ourselves and extend ourselves compassion and grace. But looking back at those moments, I beat myself up. Like, why do I do that? I was in elementary school. You know, I was a kid. I didn't know any better. Nine years old, whatever. So why can't I, as a 32-year-old, give my adolescent self some grace 20 years later? Um, Or even give myself grace for things that I, I did last week? Uh, Why can I give my current students leeway, but I can't give myself leeway? So in thinking about all this, I started thinking about how we learn to play an instrument. 
because what's really interesting is I don't lay awake at night thinking about the notes I missed, how bad my ball holder tone used to be, or rhythms I miscounted. At this point, I've already played so many concerts that I can't remember everything I've played. Of course, certain pieces, performances, and conductors stand out, um, and I have some wonderful stories about them, of course. I also think about how nervous students get about concerts, even in high school, uh, especially the, the freshmen, our first concert of the year. They're like, oh, what if we do so bad? What if we, you know, this part's still not quite right and things like that. Um, and while they're all nervous, I'm there telling them they'll be fine and not to worry. I think the secret in this is realizing that when playing a piece of music, there are hundreds and thousands of notes. A missed note here or there is really insignificant. And to be honest, even the best orchestras in the world make mistakes in performance. And then that's the other secret. What the best players do is take their past mistakes and practice so that the next time they don't come across the same or similar passage, they don't make the same mistake. We don't dwell on that mistake. There are some things that have happened in my life, arguments with my family, particularly now, things that I've read online, et cetera, that I tend to dwell on and it ruins my day or sometimes multiple days. It just destroys my mood and it puts me in a terrible mental state. And I, I feel really bad when sometimes those things come into my teaching and um, just my other interactions with people. So I think we can apply this idea of, of the, the music and the mistakes a bit more to our everyday lives to help others give a little grace and let go of the super negative feelings associated with some of our past mistakes and just use them as a learning opportunity. So I've been realizing that these old memories that are filled with embarrassment or guilt or, um, or guilt over how I acted are small moments in my life that I don't need to hold on to those feelings. Just like individual notes I missed only take up enough mental space to ensure I make the correction next time. Recently, I've been trying to use this when thinking about mistakes I've made in my teaching career. What's interesting is recognizing moments that students have brought up to me uh, a few years after they happened, both positive and negative. Often these are moments I don't actually remember myself, but that clearly left an impression on my students. It kills me a little bit when it's a negative impact that, um, that now has affected how every interaction with that student, even if I didn't know in the moment. But looking back, it puts some things in perspective. But what I'm realizing more and more is that I can't spend my mental and emotional energy on mistakes in my teaching that happened years ago. What I need to do is recognize the mistake I made and do my best not to make that mistake again. Why? Well, because I am still early in my career. I will teach hundreds of students, and my current students deserve the best version of me that I can give every day. And I can't give them my best self if I'm being held back by worrying about past mistakes. Just like Miss Notes, I can't get those moments back. And once those notes are out there, they're gone forever. Um, we don't get redos necessarily. And other than apologies, there isn't a way to correct the mistake other than to do better the next time. I've been trying to recognize the small moments in my life of the, um, as they've come. In recent, um, in recent years, I've been guilty of arguing endlessly on the internet with people, some of them family, some of them not. And sometimes those arguments or specific comments uh, take up multiple hours of my mental space. And that, of course, is not good. And in our current time of misinformation and polarization, there's a lot to take in. To be clear, I want to be, be sure um, to state that I believe that there are things worth commenting on publicly and calling out, especially if it's something 
being spread that's wrong um, about an area you have expertise in. And for me, those things are often in education. Um, and I think I've gotten better um, about recognizing articles or comments that are worth spending my time on or not and letting them scroll past without thinking anymore about them. I do have some memories of mistakes uh, I made that I learned from but that don't harbor some of these negative feelings. For example, I remember the day I learned at school how to always put my shoes on the right feet. I was going out for recess in the wintertime and put my boots on the wrong feet. And a pair of pros stopped me before going out and told me my shoes were on the wrong feet and then taught me about the curve that's on the outside of the, of the shoe and how that curve always goes on the outside of the foot. It's such a vivid memory that I could even use that, to, that I even use that today to kind of figure out what shoe I'm looking at when I just have a, a single uh, shoe. And I'm, it's so vivid, I could almost tell you the locker I was standing at um, if we were to go into my elementary school. And of course, I also have a ton of awesome memories about my students and their accomplishments. Performing music has taught me not to sweat the small stuff. Once a note is played, we can't get it back. And if what we played was incorrect, we work to make sure the next time to get it right. Looking back at some of those cringy memories that keep me up at night helps me to recognize the grace that my students need um, as they navigate not only this crazy pandemic time, but also adolescence in general. And hopefully this time finding answers to questions about what we should hold on to and what we need to let go and what's actually worth worrying over allows us to be better people all around as we come out of this pandemic. Thanks, Mr. V, for telling this interesting story. I had one question, though, especially during this pandemic. How do you think this mentality of not sweating the small stuff, um, how do you think that plays into dealing with criticism? Um, I think for people like me, it's actually a little bit easier to deal with some criticism because I know that I'm doing the best I can for my students and our situation. Um, and so, and I think a lot of people too are in general, not as quick to criticize. Whereas, you know, during a normal time, that's something I really struggle with is taking in criticism and I tend to dwell on it. Why didn't the student like this thing? Why didn't that parent like this thing? Even when I feel like I've really done the right thing, again, which I feel like I'm doing now in this time, um, handling it the right way, um, I, I really dwell on that. Like, did I really do the right thing? And even as my administrators you know, tell me, yes, you did the right thing, that was the right decision, this and that, I still um, really second-guess myself. So I think during this time has built a little bit of confidence maybe um, for when we ultimately come out of the pandemic, because it's been a lot easier to kind of brush off things knowing full well that this is not a normal situation and we're all just doing the best we can with what we have. Um, and so anyone that's willing to criticize uh, right now, I think is just, maybe in a, in a fear mode a little bit and is not really coming from a place of um, really thinking through what some of that criticism might be. That's awesome, Mr. V. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we conclude the episode? Uh, no. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. In a last word from me, I know exactly what Mr. V is talking about. I've often been accused of being an overthinker, so... 
the story of laying in bed thinking about something that happened yesterday, a week ago, a year ago, a decade ago, that is not foreign to me at all. Although I may not have thought of his specific analogy about music and about moving forward after making mistakes and learning from those mistakes, I think I have adopted his practice in my everyday life, and I have adopted that practice very recently. Uh, Many of you know that I published a podcast story about myself and my story about the worst moment of my entire life. And I think that really was me reflecting back on a very negative moment and thinking about it and going through it and unpacking everything that I need to unpack and to move past it, learn from it, and continue on with my life with this new knowledge that I learned from these hiccups and mistakes in my past. I really respect Mr. V a lot. He was a wonderful orchestra teacher, but he was also somebody that I think said it how it was supposed to be said. He was very blunt. He was very straightforward. And though as a student, I didn't always like that sometimes. It Looking back at it now, it was very respectable. And I have been incredibly lucky to have him as my teacher and now as a friend, hopefully. And I'm really glad he's still around so I can continue learning from him. So y'all, that's going to be it for episode nine. And I can't wait to see you next time. Bye.